0: St. Petersburg. Whether it's palm trees or plumerias, nothing says Florida paradise like tropical plants and trees. Unfortunately, nothing says paradise lost like seeing those beautiful blooms wither. WTDN welcomes you to Janae's Tropicals, the program that helps you get your green thumb back for good. You can find Janae's Tropicals online at tropicalfruit.com. And now your host for Janae's Tropicals, here's Janae.
1: Good morning. Happy Saturday. Well, did everyone have a wonderful Christmas? <clears throat> I sure hope so. You know, I had just the best time with with um, family and, and my two little girls. They were just so excited, and, and they still are. Um, it, it was just awesome. So I, I hope everyone had a great Christmas, and now we're heading into the new year, so early happy new year so i'm i'm sitting here skyping live from Janae's tropicals and like always i'm just sitting out here and and looking at all the beautiful flowers it's amazing i mean we've had in saint petersburg that's where i'm located um we've had really great great weather It's, it's very pleasant out um and, and the the plants and the flowers are, are really showing it. So that's awesome. <clears throat> so again, I'm Janae, and I'm located at 6831 Central Avenue in in St. Petersburg. I have a fun website. It's really easy to remember, tropicalfruit.com. How easy is that? It, actually, the website is one of the dinosaurs. That domain was registered years ago and um you are listening to the most wonderful radio show our radio station in the world it's faith talk 570 and 910 wtbn so as you as you know by now i specialize in citrus and tropical fruit trees but of course we also carry a full range of palm trees, exotic palms like bottled palms, spindles, stilt palms, old man palms, all kinds of cool palms. Lots of flowers, shrubbery, uh, tropicals, um, <clears throat> all kinds of fun stuff. But this, <laughs> I know I always say this, but it's such a great time of the year. As I look out across the parking lot, all the wonderful mango trees are coming into flower very exciting time. Um, the the <clears throat> early and mid-season uh, trees are, are just starting to flower. And actually, I have a, a few that are in full bloom. The, the kerry mango trees are in full bloom. Uh, the shokanon started really early. And <clears throat> then, then right after the mangoes come in, the avocados start flowering. Um, citrus. So it's really a great great time of the year and because of course i specialize in tropical fruits one of my favorite verses is and out of the ground made the lord god to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food that's genesis 2 9 it's very appropriate for my business <laughs> so <clears throat> well i well let's see let's let's touch upon uh, just a few flowery things um first um, how many of you ha- got received a uh, Christmas cactus for Christmas? Well, you know they're such a, a neat, neat um, uh, cacti. They're it's they're so fun. You know, I have people come in from time to time um, carrying this massive Christmas cactus, and uh, they'll want me to repot it, which I do do that. Um, and the, the cactus must be like three three feet uh, across. Um, they get amazingly big. And then they'll tell me that it has been in the family for 50 years or more, and they, they do not wanna lose it. Um, it. They get huge and they can live a long, long, long life. So Christmas cactus can definitely be an heirloom. Um, they're really easy to grow. Uh, one of one of the easiest ways to kill it is, of course, to overwater it, or never, ever, ever, ever water it. Um, I'm I have um, I have a few left from Christmas, but we tend we sell them actually all through the year. But um, as as far as watering, well, first of all, I would keep them in partial shade. Um, or, or just bright, indirect light. If you put them right out in the sun, they'll sunburn. Um, the Christmas cactus, uh, when, you, when you receive them, they've been grown in a greenhouse. And uh, they, if you put them right out in the sun, they'll surely sunburn just like we do after we've been inside all winter. And then as soon as we hit April, we go to the beach. And we generally end up sunburning. So that can happen to plants as well um but i would keep them in bright indirect light and they'll do fine and if your christmas cactus has gone through a big bloom cycle uh go through and pinch <clears throat> the old flowers off and uh you'll be amazed uh your christmas cactus will come out with a whole new set of buds um they're they're not finished for the year i'm li- i'm looking at a few that uh are just becoming loaded again on, on the ends of all the new growth. So they they actually put out two, three sets of blooms a year. And um, a, as far as watering, when your container feels a little light or dry to the touch, give them a good drink of water. I generally water like every two weeks. And then you could give them a slow-release fertilizer like a 14-14-14. That works well. Some people... I mean, there are all kinds of brand names you can use, but preferably a slow-release fertilizer. And uh, I think you'll have good luck, and you'll, you'll pass the uh, Christmas cactus down from generation to generation. <clears throat> Excuse me. My, my throat's been a little scratchy. I have actually had laryngitis for a couple of weeks, and... Um, <clears throat> So we've had to play a couple of reruns because you couldn't even hear me. I sounded like a squeaky wheel. So hopefully I I sound a little better today. Um, Another plant that people absolutely love and we sell a ton of are the bougainvilleas. Um, I do really well with them, and, and they're actually quite easy to grow, uh, one of the things that I hear from people all the time is when they buy them, they're in full bloom, and then after they they put them in the ground, they grow like crazy. Oh, there goes it. you know, I'm on a busy road, by the way. Can you tell? <laughs> <clears throat> yes, the cars whip by to and fro. Um, well, anyway, the the bougainvilleas they they actually bloom on and off through the year and heavily through the winter time. So what, what I do with mine, I'm, I'm giving you my little uh, uh, tips of the trade. Um, after they come into flower and, and they go through their bloom cycle, um, you have all these little straggly stray ends. Take a pair of, I just use scissors, um, scissors or if your branches are a little bigger, pruners and go through and prune it to shape it, and you can cut them back fairly hard. And what happens is the um, the new growth comes out, and uh, the the blooms come out on the new growth, and they come right back into flower. So therefore, you have a nice compact blooming bougainvillea again. Um, generally, I do carry a food especially for them, um, but if you don't have anything labeled for bougainvillias. You could use uh, ironite, azalea fertilizer. They like a little acid. Um, But regardless of what you use, uh, use something low in nitrogen, which is your first number. Um, The analysis on any fertilizer bag would be uh, NPK, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. And um, the fir- nitrogen, of course, is for growth and greening. So you want to keep that down because you don't want your your plant to stretch and grow like crazy without the blooms. So I always tell people, really, for anything flowering, keep, keep your nitrogen down and uh, go with a higher phosphorus potassium uh, fertilizer. Now, here in Pinellas County, we're under... Um, we're surrounded by water, so we're under uh, different um, um, what would you call it restrictions in other counties. So it, for our fertilizers, most of in most brands the phosphorus has had uh, been taken out. But you can, if your plants show a phosphorus deficiency, um, you can buy triple super phosphate, which is like a Superman fertilizer for blooming. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so you want to always want uh, a high first number or a low first number and then high last two numbers. And that works on plants that flowers such as bougainvilleas, azaleas, um, impatiens, and all kinds of flowery plants. <clears throat> now, uh, people come in. I try, I try to talk about like a universal subject because if one person's having a problem, most people are as well when it comes to plants. So if, if you're getting lots of little holes or if, you're, if your bougainvillea is being eaten overnight, one day it looks good and the, the next day it's full of um, like little uh, webs and holes and it looks a mess. Um, <clears throat> that is from a little bright green leaf roller. And he's very hard to detect because when you start looking through your bougainvillea, um, for a nice, big, fat worm, um, this little, tiny, thin green worm generally falls to the ground. So it's very hard to find unless you have an eagle eye like mine. I can spot them out. <laughs> but so generally, you just see the damage that has occurred. But it's a leaf roller. So if you have something chewing on your bogey, I call them bogeys, um, it's that little guy. Um so anyway, what I generally recommend after that, if if um, you could go through and pick the leaves off, if the whole plant has been eaten, you could either trim it back a little or let it grow out and spray with, um, there's a product called Bt, uh, Bacillus thuringiensis. It's a tongue twister. Um, and that's a natural biological insecticide. And that will take care of all caterpillars and worms. Um So that uh, I would spray that on the bougainvillea. And then also uh, that is good on like uh, night-blooming jasmine. They get totally attacked by little caterpillars and worms. Um, And certain other plants do as well. But Bt is a really great natural product for caterpillars and worms. Um, And then also this time of the year, the geraniums. Geraniums are absolutely gorgeous, and that's a good uh, winter and spring flower. Um, they, they just love this weather. Uh, so <clears throat> just keep them healthy. Geraniums are fairly fast growers, and they're heavy feeders. Again, you could use a, a good bloom booster or even a, a, a basic water-soluble fertilizer to keep the leaves nice and green and the blooms healthy. Um, now, as we get towards spring, uh, generally, or not generally, but uh, geraniums can get a thrip problem. So if if your leaves or if your blooms are opening and they're not pretty and full, if, if a few blooms open and they look ratty and misshapen, um, they can be prone to a little nuisance bug. They look like little skinny, skinny um uh, pieces of we'll call it skinny rice. They're they're very small and and tan. They look like little tiny sticks. But anyway, they get inside of the flower buds. And um, if you if you have uh, blooms on the geraniums that aren't open, opening properly, um, pick a few off and uh, a few that haven't opened and unroll them. And you'll be amazed, you may see a stippling, like somebody took the end of a, a paper clip and scratched the inside of the flowers. Well, actually that's from thrips um, feeding on the insides of the blooms and they totally wreck the blooms. And um, thrips can get on uh, geraniums, petunias, uh, many of the flowers and they can get right in the bud of the bloom and ruin it. So the, the best uh, solution for that, in my opinion, um, without buying all kinds of chemicals, is just to buy like a systemic insecticide. Again, it can come under many brand names. But uh, if they're in the <clears throat> in a pot or in the ground, just sprinkle it a little at the base and the plant will absorb it through its system. And it's a good deterrent to keep any insect off of them Um And um, if you have any in in the buds already, it it will kill them. It takes a little while, but um, the systemic insecticide works pretty well. You're listening to Janae with Janae's Tropicals. I'm located at 6831 Central Avenue in St. Petersburg. My phone, 344-1668, area code 727. The website, tropicalfruit.com. And you're listening to Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Woo! Love those guys. Um, so not only are there all kinds of pretty flowery things that <clears throat> love this weather, um, and actually you you get the most color with um, annuals. So what I recommend to people quite often is plant a combination of annuals and perennials. And then once the uh, annuals um, die off after the season is over, then uh, just pull them out and tuck another annual in. But you all you'll always have that main plant, whether whether it's the Rebecca, the Black Eyed Susans or even a colorful croton in the middle of your big pot uh, plant. um, Pretty flowers around the base of that. So and then you have color all through the year. And color makes you happy, doesn't it? I love it. <clears throat> so, as I said in the beginning of the show, um, I specialize in citrus and tropical fruit trees um and not only the tropical fruits. we have fun things like fig trees and um pomegranates and uh, florida peaches there There's been a lot of um information in the news about the Florida peaches and Actually, uh, we um, <clears throat> have been selling them for years and years. Um, so and you want to make sure that that whatever fruit you plant, you want to have the right tree for the right climate. So it's good to do, you know, do a little research and on um, what you're going to buy. If you like peaches, for example, make sure that um, that like if is let's. For instance, if you're in St. Petersburg, well, we're pretty warm here. We might get a couple of light frosts every year, but uh, for the most part, we have very little cold weather. So you have to consider, in whatever location you're in, the amount of chill hours that a fruit requires, such as peaches. If you if you go online to the university of Florida's website and they have an awesome website and it's a very very informative. Um they'll have a whole list of peaches, uh nectarines, pears, plums, um <clears throat> and so forth. They'll have a whole list and it'll um it'll give the characteristics of each fruit and also it'll list the uh, chilling hour requirement. Well in St. Petersburg um uh, we might have, and I'm guessing, we might have like a 100 a to 150 per year. And a chilling hour is um, the amount of hours required during uh, a season of 45 degree weather and under, or colder, um, for the the tree to uh, Bear well. it might bloom and bloom but it the game of the game we want it to set the fruit so there there's all kinds of um great varieties of peaches like tropic snow tropic beauty they're great peaches as good as a wonderful georgia peach and that it grows beautifully here um, but they have a very low chill requirement so i know they'll do great here um, they they require let's say 50 to 100 Um, hours of 45 degree weather and under so generally we're we're covered so and through the years I've sold probably hundreds of trees and um people are very very happy with those two varieties and then the University of Florida they've they've developed a lot of new varieties like UF1 UF Sun and so forth but um Anyway, and I'm here to help you. If you have any questions, give me a call or or pop in and see me. I'd love to have you visit the nursery. It's really fun and happy and colorful. Can you tell? If I am, it must be. (laughs) So... So there's there just so many trees that'll grow here. And then I have a lot of like crazy sounding fruits like jackfruit, which is the world's largest fruit that hangs on a tree. It's so heavy and big. Um, it has to bear close to the trunk or toward the base of the tree uh, because it's so heavy. Um, the limbs won't support it, the outer limbs. Um, and Indonesia and under ideal climates, the, the fruit has been recorded to be over 100 pounds. Isn't that amazing? So here are the fruit averages, we'll say 25 to 40 pounds. And we always uh, have the fruit of the jackfruit at the our Tropical Fruit Fest in July. And it looks like this big, giant alien egg. It's really cool. But when you cut it open and it's ripe, it smells fruity like juicy fruit. And the, the fruit is actually quite tasty. And you can roast the big nuts as well. They're really good. Uh, <clears throat> so that, as I was saying earlier, uh, right now the mangoes. Oh, I'm so excited. They're they're coming into flower. We have the early, mid, and late. So right now the early and the mid are coming in, and um, mangoes are just fabulous. If 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 you've never had a good mango, don't give up because if you grow your own, you will you will be so thrilled. Or find a neighbor with a tree and, and ask if, if you can have a mango. So tell them it's for your birthday. <laughs> but there are so many wonderful cultivars that you can grow here that are just absolutely superior to what you find in the market. And generally, <clears throat> and I'm not picking on the marketplace, it's wonderful, but um, if you Generally, fruits that you find in stores are commercial varieties. They might be a little fibrous. They have a long shelf life, um, but they're n- nothing compared to what you can grow yourself. You, you would totally be amazed at the quality difference. And then there are mangoes from uh, Indonesia, India. Um, the States, the islands, and we carry over 50 varieties and a lot of hard to find varieties of mangoes. There's Madame Frances from Haiti, um, uh, Shokanon, which is Thai. Shokanon and and Namdok Mai mangoes are fabulous. They taste coconutty, thin skin. The, The seed is as thick as a sliver. It's just amazing. Um, that's a good tongue twister thick as a sliver say that a few times Um, and they're just fabulous and also the neat part about those is that they they bloom early mid and late so you'll have an abundance of mangoes and they're just fabulous Um, so and then the avocados are just coming into flower we have a lot of cold hardy varieties where the fruit is excellent but uh, you don't have to worry about freezing they can go into, um, the low, um, <clears throat> I would say the low twenties and some like the day and, uh, the Mexican types, they can go into like, uh, 16 to 18. So we have a lot of great cultivars of avocados. I'm just trying to get you healthy here, by the way, fruits are good for you. They're so healthy. Um, and so, This time of the year, you might uh, just think about if if we do have a frost for some of the tropical fruits, definitely um, either plant a wind block to block the north winds from hitting your fruit trees or just be ready. Um, Some people string lights through their mango trees. It looks pretty too. (laughs) Uh, There are lots of ways to um, protect a tropical fruit. Just don't run the water On them all night because that works in the strawberry fields but definitely not for tropical fruit trees water the ground you don't want your trees to be damaged I always recommend watering the ground really well mulching heavily around the base and graft and then you can always pull the uh, mulch back once it warms up but you'd be amazed uh, watering the base will create uh, quite a bit of um, heat so anyway